good afternoon. Afternoon. My my f- evening. Good yeah. evening. Good evening. My friends, my coders, my companions, the closest people to me nowadays. It is Thursday. It is 9 p.m. Pacific Coast time, and it is time to get ugly. We are on PHP Ugly 183. Three, yes. Two. Wow, this is getting uglier by the second. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson. With me is my close personal friend, Thomas Rideout. Hello. Good to be here. (laughs) And another person who touches me inappropriately on the face, John Congdon. I only did that 17 times. I kept count. And I enjoyed all 16 of them. California's on lockdown. California's on lockdown. Oh, man. It's crazy. Crazy times we live in. Am I allowed to cry? My last hurrah out in public was missing last week's show. That was your last hurrah? (laughs) So, my my wife and I already had tickets to go to a a show, uh, Whose Line Live, which is based on Whose Line Is It Anyways from TV. It's got a lot of the same characters Mm -hmm. in it. And then late that day, like... She and I kept going back and forth. Should we just skip it? And I'm like, well, we spent money. You know, it's one of those hard things. You don't want to change everything you're doing. And I'm like, all right, let's just skip it. We'll we'll go and just have dinner or something. Then I get a call from them. Hey, we canceled the show. It's rescheduled for some time. And I'm like, oh, perfect. They helped me make the decision anyway. <laughs> and we already had her mom over to watch the kids. So she was here. So we decided, okay, we're still going to just we'll go out and do something. Decided to go get dinner. And it was very eerie being out. And we're like, probably shouldn't be doing this. And that was the last time we were out. <laughs> so it's, it's weird because um, maybe because everybody's working from home now, but my morning walks with the dog, which my dog uh, we've, spoke about in the past is very neurotic has been diagnosed with compulsion disorder and we can't hear you oh no uh can't hear you i can hear you that's all that matters okay now they can hear you thank you very much uh diane and uh whoever else mentioned that in in diana i appreciate that diana let, let me know if you're hearing john now john say something what do you want me to say? Oh, yeah. so uh, right. obviously the uh, the story he just uh, shared was not that interesting. So you did, of course, didn't yeah. miss anything, yeah. but not not at all. <laughs> uh, but tensions are uh, high in the uh, PHP Ugly office. <laughs> Thomas, well, jump over the stream. See see if we can hear you can hear everybody while while he's doing that. But- I'm going to tell you, tell you or you want to finish your story first? Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I want to make sure Thomas can hear you anyways. Okay. Yeah. Since nobody cares about what I'm saying, I want you to know. Because of California <laughs> being, on, being on lockdown and the stress levels being so high, I've got a low ball full of, well, it was full of scotch. That's empty. I've got a wine glass full of wine that I'm starting to work on now. And I've got a water cup full of water to wash all of this other stuff down. So I'm ready for the show. <laughs> California lockdown just encouraging that alcoholism that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. so uh what I was gonna say is I don't know if it's because everybody's working from home or what's going on but um with the uh with my my morning walks with my dog which as I've talked about in the past my dog is very neurotic 
he's been diagnosed with uh, compulsion disorders. So it's like me walking him in the morning is almost a necessity. But all of a sudden, like, there's like a lot of people at the dog park now. It's, it's like the most crowded place I go. It used to be our, our, like, you know, quiet time where it's just him and I and maybe one or two people would be at the dog park or, or we might see one or two people when we're walking. But now it's like packed. Like, I, I'm like, who are all these people and these dogs? Who Get out of here. Too many people. People need places to go. Actually, uh, did you hear they, they uh, shut down Lake Miramar? Which is a huge, no. it's a huge lake and it's a five mile path around that I take the boys to go bike riding. And I, Jackie, my wife just got a bike. I literally just got a bike shipped to me yesterday. I put it together uh, last night and today. So we're ready to go on a family bike ride this weekend and they shut down Lake Miramar. So it's like all the, <laughs> all the, all the good spots to go riding are being shut down because everyone is going there. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Thomas, is the stream okay now? Streams are all good. Good, man. Good. Uh, how about you, well, now, Thomas? How are you holding up? I'm doing okay. You guys are on, like, total official lockdown now. You guys are, are what, shelter in place, right? I think so, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't... I don't know. I don't know if there's like, I don't know. I know like in Italy right now, they're, you're, you're getting arrested if they catch you out, out and about. Like they're, they're writing tickets and arresting people. Yeah. It's we're not generally the same. It's, we're, you're, you guys are close. California's got the strictest rules right now. Um, here in Colorado, there's just no, uh, bars, no restaurants. Um, and everyone is doing restricted hours. And, uh, honestly, I haven't noticed, you know, mm. I don't like leave the house a whole lot. Also, it right. snowed today, which generally when it snows, no one leaves their house anyways. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a little bit nuts. I have a lot of friends who are in the service industry, and they're told just stay at home. Sorry, no paychecks this so, uh, month. So interesting enough, a lot of the restaurants are staying open. There's just there's just no in house eating, so everybody's to go. Right, even some of the restaurants that. Uh, wouldn't historically do like curbside service or now during curbside, like they don't even want you to walk in. They're just like, Hey, call us when you get here, order ahead, call us. We'll bring it out to you. So, but do you really want to be eating food from, from people that are cooking your food? So here's the question though, right? With, with, with groceries being as hard as they are to get right now, it's like, do you take advantage of services like DoorDash that in, in order your food, you know, on demand for as long as you can until you can't anymore. You I know? Know. I'm so I mean, that, that, I'm so freaked out by it. Like I get, I've had some grocery deliveries over the past week, and I am mm-hmm. so freaked out by it that I leave them out in my garage. I, I have a fridge out in my garage. I I throw it all in the fridge or leave the dry stuff out. Go inside, wash as best as I can right then, and then I leave it out there for 24 hours before going and getting it and bringing it in. Uh. For just just to like decontaminate it. Yeah. You don't have a uh, mm. ultraviolet light. I left mine at the office, and I can't get to the office to grab it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something we were talking about earlier about you know how how good it feels to be paying for an office that nobody can use right now. It's that just feels so awesome. Well, yeah. you might not have to pay for it. Do you do you know what there's going to be as far as relief goes? Not yet. I don't. No. But, I know yeah. everyone's waiting for their thousand dollar check. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want the whole show to be about this, but I do want to say I feel 
super fortunate to be in the in the industry that we're in because as of right now we are not being affected very much actually we're not being affected at all we're, we get to work from home our clients are still busy uh, even if they're not they're willing to make the investment to get stuff done now so that when things kind of return to a normal they're ahead of the curve right. and we picked up an and we picked up a new client within the last week so <laughs> it's not all bad you did yeah charles yeah, victor 19 Real nice guy. Shook hands with everybody. <laughs> You're so mean. You're so mean. Oh, so I, I came across a tweet today. I thought you guys would be happy. Um, it looks like, uh, and, and maybe you guys already know this, but I guess Facebook has rolled out their official new layout. Have you guys got it yet? I oh, am my. Not. Uh, I've so not gotten tweet, it or not seen it. Yeah, let me see. I think I can, sh- I think I can screen. Yeah, I can share screens now. Yeah. So yeah, switch the new Facebook. To, uh, Look at that. There you go, baby. I don't have that. Welcome to a fresh, simpler Facebook. Turn on dark mode to give your eyes a break. Catch up quickly <laughs> with faster loading time. All right, there we go. Dark mode enabled. Hey, I don't have that. Yeah, it's <laughs> in the little drop arrow. You don't have switch to new Facebook. No. Yeah. You should. Everybody Although, else in the world has it. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> now they are targeting you. <laughs> Maybe they heard what I said. Uh, I don't know that I'm liking the layout. I like the dark mode, but not necessarily the layout. Anyway, yeah. So I thought I know we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. I don't, I don't know how I I don't know how I stumbled upon it before you guys, but yep, that's that's out there now. So you gotta it's, love it's random, a real thing. Ra- random beta test. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of beta, I'll 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 bring it back to to PHP focus. Speaking of beta, I ran into a a fun beta today. Actually, over the past few days, it's been interesting. One of our clients actively has a beta server where new features that they're not one hundred percent sure about will go there. Uh, That's where their QA team goes to test, and then they'll put uh, members of the site that are okay testing beta features, they'll move them over to test. But there's a there's a fun caveat to the way this works is uh, one of their, I guess, microservices, they do phone calls. The phone servers connect back to production, not to beta. So we share the sessions between beta and their production servers, right? So somebody, they're, they're testing getting rid of Redis cluster as a session manager and just going to Redis master slave replication. But they only did it in beta, not in production, so that the sessions were no longer shared because the person that did it didn't know about this restriction. I can't possibly see how that would go wrong. Okay. So then it gets better. I know how to fix it. I fix it live on the beta server. There's no real users using beta at this point. No big deal. In another environment, the same setup is there. And that person did the same thing over there. So we're, we're testing a new feature for this other client or other environment. But now we're just random, randomly being logged out. What the hell's going on? And we talked about it today on PHP Podcast, Eric, where sometimes stepping away from the code, stepping away helps because it's not always code. And it turned out mm-hmm. this was this was in AWS, where for some reason, it wasn't just the beta server responding web traffic. The load balancer was also set up for their cron server in that environment only. So while they <laughs> fixed the... While they fixed the beta server for the sessions, there was another machine responding that was broken. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. 
So if you don't listen to PHP podcast, go listen to that to get the backstory. Like that yeah. cross promotion. A little, little cross promoting, yeah. We 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 cross promoted uh PHP Ugly on PHP podcasts today, so Really? That's a we dangerous move. For, yeah. I, I forget what we were talking about. But yeah, we did. We a matter of fact I think I think we brought brought up Ugly a couple times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was funny. Uh uh I was sharing with Thomas <laughs> uh last week. Um, the, you know, we switched back over to this eCam software because OBS keeps crashing and, uh, but wish you guys would be live earlier. See, see Rams. I, I don't tell you, man, where are you at? Where, where do you live where you need us to be earlier? Because this is perfect timing for a coder. Um, anyways, we switched back over to eCam because OBS kept crashing and I was sharing with, uh, Thomas that, it now has built-in sound effects. Well, of course, Thomas is over Skype, so Thomas isn't hearing the sound effects. And then I'm editing, editing the podcast, and I realize, yeah, the podcast doesn't hear the sound. The audio <laughs> podcast doesn't hear the sound effects either. Like, damn it. <laughs> so that was fun. So it worked Perfect. as well as everything else on the show does. Yeah, pretty much. It pretty pretty much went as smoothly as always. As always, but uh, it's fun because uh, I'm. Um, John mentioned we we brought a new client. And I'm actually doing some coding again, and man, I tell you, I know I I always get on this the soapbox, but man, I love coding. Like I just love coding, you know, blocking everybody out and just just getting into code and making things work. God, that's my favorite thing. I I know yeah. why I do this for a living now. Because of the, the the lockdown, I've actually been getting a little bit more done, obviously having a couple more hours in the middle of the day. And we started a new sprint on the project I'm on. So getting back into unit test TDD, and it's just like, oh, yeah, this is why I do this stuff. And I finally opened a, a PR today that I got good feedback on, but it wasn't as bad as previous feedback. And sometimes it's like just so there's so many comments like you should do this, you should do that, you can do that. Yeah. Where the feedback on today is because my initial pass was a refactor and I, it was a big copy, old controller, new controller, paste a bunch of crap in there and, and it worked, you know, and it was doing what I wanted it to do. But before opening the PR, I finally took the time to refactor it and try and do it more correctly than I would have in the past. And the, the feedback came through showing that I, I did take some time to figure things out, I hope. <laughs> At least that's what I'm going well, to should... tell myself. You shared something earlier today that that surprised me. You're 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 diving a little deeper into domain driven design. Ooh, I'm I'm diving deeper in starting to research it because one, it plays a big role in events, and it plays it plays a role in CQRS and just trying to understand that just a little bit more. Um, because aggregate roots still drive me crazy. You know, I I keep wanting to attach everything to the model. Like everything stems from the user does this or does that. And through some of the research I'm doing, and I'm doing, I think, Linda Coursera, where you need to really be looking at bounded content and thinking of when you're when you're looking at say e-commerce, you have the shipping context and the checkout context, the cart, and they both have like a book, but they mean different things to different content. Like on the shipping side, they don't care about price, and on the the checkout side, the cart side, they don't care about how many are the the size for a container. So 
they both have a book, but it's not necessarily the same record, same. And I find that fascinating. I imagine that you're reading a lot of Martin Fowler's stuff for this. I I have in the past when I was doing events. I haven't done. It's like I'm. I want to know more about domain driven design, but I haven't really gotten deep into it quite yet. I want, to, but I'm terrible at following. I have. I have been reading everything I can get my hands on from him lately because. I am looking in, at my skill set and reevaluating all of my capabilities. And part of that is is reading a lot of things I already know just to say, oh, okay, I am I am okay with that. I do understand that. Um, busted out my uh, Code Complete book, uh, my Gang of Four design patterns book. Just been digging through everything I have, <clears throat> make sure that I know what I'm talking about, really. And uh, just every everything points back to Martin Fowler for some reason. He's got <laughs> so much out there. My 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 newest thing. I just got the book functional, functional programming. programming. Functional programming and PHP. Yeah, functional I programming. I literally just got the book, so I'm just starting. It. But again, it's something I I'm lacking. I don't understand it enough. I want to know more. Mm. But at the same yeah, time, yeah, we, we, I don't have time to know more. <laughs> When you get your head around it, uh, explain it to me because uh, I, I've had it explained to me a little bit, and I, I, I guess I, I'm still lacking the the benefits of it. Um, so maybe I'm I'm clearly not understanding what the pros of functional programming are. But I mean, to me, it just sounds like it just sounds like how I used to program before I understood object oriented programming. <laughs> no, that's pr- that's procedural, not functional. That, that's procedure. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there, there was a time where there were there, there was actually a, a big time in in my coding career where I didn't understand the purpose of a class, so everything I did was a function. So I mm. guess I, I was still object oriented programming, but everything was functions, and I I wasn't putting things in classes because it just didn't it didn't make sense to me. It's like okay, I don't understand why I need this extra layer of a class i'll just create all these little individual functions and i'll just use all these functions i still don't get it but i i accept it like the amish (laughs) like yeah i know no electricity or anything like that i get it hey hey don't make fun of the amish we don't want to lose those listeners (laughs) it's true you don't know we might have a few amish listeners out there you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, well, the thing I've been on. the thing I've been working a lot on is documentation, and not like code I'm documentation, t- but like pre-code documentation. I'm terrible. Pre-code doc- is is that is that like you mean like scoping or yeah, functional specs, software specs, uh, you know that kind of before the code communication with clients, and I just like don't think about it a whole lot because it's not in my day to day work. But you guys jumped from like day-to-day developers into having to create these kinds of specs for people when you started Diego. Day. Yay, yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's say yeah. we did that. We we definitely should be better at it for sure. <laughs> well, where did you start that, with it? I mean, did you get a book we, on functional specs? And no, we, we're terrible at specking. We're terrible at documentation. Mm. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'll be, I'll be he, straight he, up. We joking. are. That was one of the big reasons I'm looking forward to tech is they have specific uh, courses or uh, presentations on these things. And now that may not happen. So I'm, I'm like super bummed about it. I, don't, don't say that. Don't relax. Relax. You heard Tennessee. They, they, they danced to their own tune out there, man. So 
we're okay. We're okay. I've seen some but, conferences yeah. are moving online. Yeah. They, they already do online, but they're not going to be able to charge what they're charging. Yeah. 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 And we've already, I mean, we've, I, I you know, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm torn with the online thing. Like I said, I, I, I enjoy Laricon online. Um, but, you know, if, if all the conferences came online and I didn't have the benefit of the whole meet and greet and socializing piece, I definitely, I mean, a lot of conferences would fall off my radar. Like, I, they, they would just wouldn't be as important anymore. But, yeah. But to, to, to your point, I mean, you know, I'm always a little torn on the whole, um, scoping thing. So, so we have a couple challenges with scoping, right? First thing is to really scope the project, you have to have a contract in place. Okay. Because that takes a lot of time. You're not going right. to scope a, a, a project to pitch a contract. Right. But the problem uh, that's is, not, once that, the but con- that's not true. That's what happened. When, with companies that are going after, especially, um, RFP, they are taking the time. They're, they're spending the time up front to fully spec out an, an application, estimate it the best they can. Right, I, but I, I don't. Do you feel like we're at that level? I mean, where where people would would respond to the surveys needed to do an RFP? No, not necessarily for an RFP, but there's still like the client we just took on. We took some time to do basic estimates in order to show that we were confident we can get this done in the time they want. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a project that has a certain end goal, they they want some sort of estimate for signing contract. Right. But we still didn't really spec it out. I mean, you know, the, well, the, I guess there's several. So there's several layers of specification. I mean, there's that functional specification, which is the first communication with the client on what the the function of the system should be, and then you have your technical specification, which breaks it down into technical components, and then you have your architecture specification. So, I mean, that's in some companies, that's literally three different people's jobs. Um, mm-hmm. each each one of those specs, and I, I guess it's just I'm trying to wrap my head around this sort of larger scale of of how these things interoperate. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, yeah, and very much to John's point, it's something we got got to get better at. But I, I always find it a challenging role because you don't want to invest too much time in, in, in specking out this project until you have a contract. But once you get that contract in place to John's point, the clock's ticking at that point. Like now, now the client doesn't want to pay for the time to spec it out. You know, it's, it's, they're paying you. And, and I always thought that the uh, retainer approach we, we, we took would alleviate that. Like my, my goal was that, they would stop looking at it as a time-based contract and just say, okay, I'm paying this much for my IT staff. You know, how long can I pay my IT staff? It was no, it would no longer be like a, oh, there's two months to do this. You know, it's like, I'll have an IT staff. Now, what, what are the proper steps? And I also, you know, we tried, we've tried so many approaches too. We've tried defining clear milestones and, you know, everybody agrees to the milestones. Then two weeks later, the milestones are turned on their head, and and, and everything is everything <laughs> is flipped around. And right, you know, I, 
it's it's hard for a client to spec out a project when a client doesn't really understand what they need to spec out or 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 the impact of just changing one aspect of an architecture of oh hey instead of having the users log in you know we're going to do this workflow it's like okay well that sounds simple but you know that requires a ton of work in the back end and that's it's it's tough. I mean, especially where we're at. That's why I really wish we could get into a role where we're out of the client, uh, uh, you know, client uh, area where we're doing client work um, mm. because it's it's just so challenging. It's so challenging to embrace all these visions, to you know, have the have it. I. I End of day, I feel like John and I are about as honest of people as you're going to get in this industry. And to have clients feel like they're not being treated honestly is hurtful to me. And it's just like, I don't know how to make this easier for you. You know, you've, we've tried, we've tried every, everything we can do and, and it's still a struggle for you. So one day we'll get out of we'll get out of the client contracting consulting gig and have our own thing but <laughs> that that's but I'm super excited to hear whatever you learn about document yeah sure. i mean that's i can tell you that's going to dominate a lot of my time for the next year or so at least um really oh yeah yeah i you know it's the the career path that i'm heading down is definitely less coding but more application of coding knowledge um absolutely no management you know i'm not I'm not doing management or at least personnel type management, but I want a higher level understanding and involvement in large applications. And, uh, and this kind of architecture takes that kind of work. So do you not want to be a manager or is it just not a you're you're applying? I am, I am not a manager, like fundamentally just like not cut out for it. I, I, dislike the experience of dealing with the the types of problems that managers have to deal with yeah so we as we've talked about we've recently switched everyone to employees and the the hr system that we use to do our payroll and the things they offer these monthly surveys that our employees take which has been super helpful and insightful because it's all anonymous people oh yeah helpful and insightful yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I chose to change that word on purpose, but anyway, it just it shows that as hard as we try, like we really want this family feeling, but at the same time, we're running a business. People want to know where where they're at, and I know I am really bad at managing. Eric is way, 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 way better at it, but we're still really? we're still lacking. Eric, Eric is not at all. <laughs> not at all. When when it, when we when it comes to reviews and talking to people, not that we do reviews often. That's one of the problems. We don't do them often enough. But when it comes to talking to people, when it, as far as employees goes, Eric is the man. When it comes to clients, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I would not have seen that. <laughs> but I, I, no, I, I, th- I think he's exact. I think what he's trying to say is, I've Eric's been in the industry long enough. I. I know the right things to say, but I'm pretty sure if you do a survey of all the Diego Dev employees, if there's a problem, they'd rather go to John than Eric. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that. No, I, I don't think this that's is, true. I think they're fine. I think they're fine talking to both both of us. This is a, a sort of a perverse like version of patting each other on the back. <laughs> yeah. You have to be. You have to be in one of the meetings to realize. 
you know, when the initial talk, talking to clients and preparing for doing business with them, talking to contractors or employees when it, as far as doing uh, performance reviews, Eric knows what he's doing. Again, like he said, he's been around that type of thing longer than I have. I've always been a sole developer. I'm the person and none of my bosses of the past have really done reviews. So I'm not up to speed on that. So it is fun to watch him when he's doing that role. But at the same time, we don't do it enough as this. He has, yeah, he has experience <laughs> ripping band-aids off. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would like. I, would, I think I would enjoy getting a. I mean, I've seen you give reviews of, of people's performance. I, th- I think I, I would enjoy getting a review from you. I think you do good. <laughs> did, I, did I just That's give a you a review? review. Good yes, review, Eric. Did, did I, I give you what, a review what's yesterday? More interesting, yeah, I was, I, that's exactly what I was about to say. What's more interesting, and, and, and this is like the weird thing <laughs> about it is like the. The 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 maturing and the the candor conversations John and I have because John John you know John John the, you know completely off the record we never do this in front of in front of anybody else it's typically him and I but you know John won't hesitate to call me and say hey you know I had a problem with the way you handled that and then a lot of times I you know I don't hesitate to say well I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes, no, it's funny because it's yeah. true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just like it's it's such a uh, man. It's such a learning experience. I mean, it really is. It's 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 always so good to hear how John heard the conversation and his his feedback and and it's just something that. I don't know. Maybe they do teach this in management training courses or something. I don't know. We've never gone through that. So to have this piece of it, and and again, this is not a piece I'm particularly interested in. I, I just want to code. Like I just want to get contracts in place so we can code and make a living and be happy. You know, I don't want to do this part. I don't want to talk to the clients. I don't want to have weekly meetings, but we have to. And it, it's it's a maturing piece that it's like okay. You know, I I need to I need to figure out a better way of, of handling that in in the future because I'm definitely more the risk taker. I mean, like between John and I, you know, I would tell John, I, I'll tell him, I'm like, oh, let's leave this, let's let's get rid of this contract. And John would be like, well, no, no, we can't get rid of the contract. No, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. No, we won't. There's nothing to figure out. We're not getting rid of the contract. <laughs> it's it's. I wish. I wish. I wish we could share like those interactions, but there's just no way. I mean, and then there's no way of knowing when they're coming because they're, they're so insightful. I mean, it's just ridiculously insightful. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have, I'm lucky to have John around. <laughs> Aw, thanks. And I'm lucky to have you around too. Thomas, we're, talk ha- to we're happy you're here too. We're, we're glad yeah, you could uh, join, join in this experience. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's. You guys have been uh, inspirational, right up until Aww. right up until I asked how you do this part, and you guys just shrugged. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, 
we're all, we're making it up as we go along. It's like I don't know, I don't know. We, we gotta, we don't, <laughs> we don't it, until it, it hurts us, and then we do. It really Wait, seems how, like how many? Everyone's how many, making this up as they go along. How many zeros are you gonna put after that each month? Okay, we'll find a way to make it work. Don't worry about the the documentation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At the end of the day, the application Pretty will work. Much. Well, well, what's what's fun is uh, I don't know if John wanted to talk about this, but our one of our new client is a lawyer, and so like having our our contracts reviewed by a lawyer, you know, he, he pretty it, much just like responded laughing at us. Like I I, I <laughs> know he contract. wants to talk about this because he put it into the Trello board True. for the first yeah. time in like a year. <laughs> The, the funny thing, the, this topic. So the the funny thing is, oh. we we we've known this guy for years. He was a member of SDPHP. We did our first hackathon. He purchased the shirts for the hackathon. He when oh, Eric and I, I forgot about that. Yeah, when Eric and I wanted to uh, create this business, he sat down with us and talked to us and said, "Oh, by the way, I have a law firm, and you can I'll put you on retainer for five grand a month." And we're like, "Uh, we." don't make any money. We're not paying five grand a month. No. <laughs> in the meantime, he's off. He's, he's got a San Diego branch, uh, I think of North Cal- California, New York and Texas branch now. So he's, and he lives in Texas. So he's grown tremendously. Now he has this application he wants and he's like, and he's a coder. So he knows what he's doing. He's got a prototype of what he wants now reaches out to us and we start going back and forth about it. And then he's like, all right, I'll sign a contract. And I send it over to him. And he's like, dude, this, <laughs> this is just so bad. <laughs> you really need to pay me $5,000 a month just so we can clean up this contract. Yeah, it sounds like he's just drumming up business for himself. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> don't, don't take a contract you found online and try and make it work. What this, so? What is yeah. the what is the issue? It's just not written. It wasn't written by a, a lawyer that has our best interest at heart. It was. It's a. It's a basic agreement that says, "Hey, we're going to develop this for you. You're going to own all the rights to it, uh, but you're going to pay us every month. And if you don't pay us, then you're not going to get the code." I mean, it's it's not well written. It's not good legally. It's just more. It's really more of an agreement. It's like a a handshake agreement that here's what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think good. it. I don't think it would hold up in court. But luckily, we haven't gone to court, so no big no big issue. Oh man, I'm I tell glad, you, man, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's I'm terrifying running a business. Uh, it's it's definitely more stressful than than I thought it would be. Um, I it's like you talk to other other people in the industry and. You know, it, it, there's always this. Oh yeah, you're gonna get sued. Yeah, at some point somebody's gonna sue you. It's like I, 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 I don't want that to happen. No, I, <laughs> we, we, could, it's been threatened. Not. It's been threatened on us a couple of times. It, it has. I, I, I do believe that that was one of those times where I said, "Bring it." I was like, "No, don't bring it. We're fine. We'll figure this out." Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Eric, stop talking. How do we settle this? <laughs> Before it gets to that point. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know why we choose to talk about this stuff on the podcast, but, man, I feel, I feel like somebody at some point is going to exploit it. I tell you. I figure if they were going to, they'd do it by now. <laughs> well, and, and it, it helps It helps not to have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> just, and and to have an LLC where it protects, an LLC that helps protect most of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like uh, I, I just uh, bringing this up because we're we've gone down this path. Did uh, did you guys see the tweet from Taylor today? I guess some company in Sweden has threatened to sue him if he doesn't change the name of Airlock, which I I really they I assume they have a copyright on something called Airlock. And, uh, yeah, so he was taking, taking name suggestions and, uh, you could tell it's, it's the stress is getting to him a little bit because he's, first thing, he's kind of, he's kind of put the kibosh on all the people asking, hey, just fight it, man, fight it. You can fight this. You got money. You know, he kind of re- did a generic reply of, hey, stop asking me to fight it because I'm not going to fight it. And, you know, he wasn't it's, not, very, it's just not worth it he, sometimes. Well, yeah, and I mean, unless you're really in love with the name, it's not worth it at all. And that's the thing. It's, it's the name of a pro- open source project. It's like, you know, does that even fall under this issue? But yeah. even if it does, yeah, to your point, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you're not going to fight this. He's not making money off of it. He's not, you know, there's no reason for him to fight this, so... <laughs> but it was funny. I, you know, everybody's trying to figure out who it is that, that that made the threat, and somebody had replied uh, to Taylor, and uh, you know his reply was, "Oh, do they threaten? Do they threaten you, or was it somebody smarter than you who came up with the product better?" Was, you know, he made some snarky remark. And Taylor, and was it me? Reply to him. Taylor's reply to him was, "Go away." <laughs> yep, that this sounds like me. That was me. Yeah, Taylor Taylor <laughs> tweeted, uh, people telling me to fight it, do you want me to keep writing open source code to make your life better or be entangled in pointless legal battles? Use your heads. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I am I I'm I'm with him on that. It's like, yeah, it's I, I don't know. I kinda this. I kinda want him to be in pointless legal battles. <laughs> nah. Don't yeah, do we that. had a I had a f- I had a friend of mine, um, and, and it it made Wire. I mean, he he got written up in Wire magazine. I, I used the word friend very loosely. I, I met him a couple times. I actually worked with his mom, but um, he ran a bunch of servers. He he ran actually one of the most popular bulletin boards on the internet at the time, and I guess. Um, his servers got raided or something or, or somehow officials got onto his servers and a copy of uh Meet the Fockers uh was on his on one of his servers. So nice. he got hit with this huge um copyright infringement uh suit. And at the time he was very well off and decided to fight it. And they're like, are you are you kidding? You're you're gonna you're gonna fight this? You you don't want to fight it. You just you know just give us our five thousand dollars and and move on. Otherwise, we're gonna sue you for a couple million. He's like, no, sue me for a couple million because I'm not paying you. Because yeah, in his defense was, you know, people could upload to this the server. It wasn't just his files on the server, so he has no idea where the this copy of this movie came from. And I am, like I said, it became this big story. And he he was here here in San Diego, and he, I mean, they, Wired Magazine ended up doing a whole profile on him and his battles with copyright infringement. And it was cool at the time, but my God, he spent a lot of money fighting that. 
And I, I think, I think end of day, they came to some sort of settlement. It was like one of those, hey, we're not going to say what the settlement is, but we're, we're settling out of court. And Are you talking about low tax? Them or... no, what? Low tax? Yeah. No, not low tax. But you, I'm sure you'd be able to figure out who it is, Thomas. Probably. I'll, I'll t- I'm trying to remember the name of this bulletin board. I mean, if you were a cis ops person, you you were on this board. Like everybody was on this board. Digital Point. I think it was called Digital Point. Let me see. If that was it. Uh, Digital Point. It was something like that. It was something Digital Point. Yeah, yeah, Digital Point. That this was it. This was his bulletin board. I don't think he owns it anymore. I think he sold it. But um, but yeah, this was his bulletin board, and uh, you know, I'm not hiding his name. I I, I just I'm not going to get. I I only know his real name. I don't remember if he had a handle or not, and I'm not just going to give out his name. If I come across the Wired magazine article, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, I just don't want to say what this person's name is because I know he had beyond this, he has some legal legal issues and. Uh, I've actually reached out to him and asked him to speak at SDPHP because uh, he's just he's just a wickedly smart person and it's crazy his his thought process. But but yeah, he's uh, he's had some struggles. I mean, beyond the copyright infringement stuff, he had some had some legal troubles with. Uh, we can talk about off air. I'm not going to talk about those on air because <laughs> I don't know all the details and I don't want to screw it well, up. But Thomas, have, you, you would love it. We have a lot of um, GitHub stuff too today. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, the GitHub Android and iOS app. The uh, What was the, the newest? The GitHub CLI stuff is all out there. What, we'll go back to the, what about the iPhone, iOS, iOS, Android app? Yeah, there's now an official GitHub iOS and Android app that lets you manage your GitHub account and all of the repos and stuff from your phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure why yeah. it's necessary because it has a website, but... You know. Well, the website is terrible. Have you tried doing anything uh, on that? On the no. phone, yeah, it's horrible. Oh, well, there you I, go. I, I don't <laughs> think you can assign, like, you can't change the assignee of PRs. One, one, if I, there's something, there's there's things I've tried to log in to do. And it's like, sure, I can I can look at a PR real quick, but I can't do anything with it. Well, okay, there so, you go. Thanks, man. I'll go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> what is the NPM GitHub thing? Mike, they bought, uh, uh, they bought NPM. Yeah. GitHub now owns NPM. Which means Microsoft owns NPM. Which means Microsoft owns NPM. You're you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. You're, you're absolutely correct. Well, you know what else is weird? In in again, cross promotion. Cross promotion. It got brought up today. Uh, oh, that's one of the reasons why we brought up PHP Ugly. We were talking about Enterprise uh, on the PHP podcast today. <laughs> but it, it got it was brought up today about how technically PHP is not, no longer Enterprise uh, qualified, right? I mean, there's no longer a company behind PHP who owns PHP, who supports PHP, who does training for PHP, who does... Uh, you know, certifications for PHP. That's no longer Zen. I, I tell you, I, you know, it would, I would not be completely surprised to see Microsoft step in that role. But I don't think Microsoft but wants the, to be in that role. I think that's one of the wait, reasons why they have it. Isn't that what Perforce does? 
I don't they know. Is acquire it? that? I think that they acquired I, I, I that because I'm still getting. I still get phone calls about Zen Server. Do you? Okay. Yeah, they, okay. they're still trying. They're still trying to get me to purchase and, and use. Interesting. All right. I see. I don't get anything anymore. Um, on on the topic at all. So I used to, I used to from Zen. I used to get tons of things, and I still get ma- uh, mailings from Zen, but not. Uh, Maybe 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 I just uh, maybe they're getting filtered out or something. Yeah, I think that's why Perforce is, is at the PHP conference. They're still doing something like that. I don't know how it compares to what Zen used to be. Mm. So. Well, it's kind of kind of in PHP Storm's hands now too, because mm. they they employ uh, what's his name. I, I don't think that's they employ. I think the- they they help. They contribute. Yeah, that's just for testing, right? That's just uh, unit Derek, uh, Derek, Derek Yeah, I th- I think there's oh. a few people like that that they're they're contributing and helping. Uh, Popov, Nikita Popov. Huh? Yeah, I don't know that they em- employ. I think they. Yeah, yeah, he's a software developer at JetBrains. Oh, really? Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, still, still to your point, like it doesn't have that what we used to call enterprise uh, backing behind it. Of someone you can point the finger at and blame, but I mean any any yeah. software that says use it at your own risk is going to have that same not enterprise issue. But but again, that that was the role of and John might be right, but that used to be the role of Zen. Zen was the enterprise implementation of PHP, right? And and Zen was specifically re- the the reason why I was able to get PHP. In the enterprise I was working in at the time, because at the time, I mean, it's like every other open source project I was bringing up, you know, would just immediately get shut down with, you know, just a, just a pretty much a rubber stamp of no, no, no. And then PHP, I was able to, you know, I was able to get in there because of Zen and brought Zen in and Zen did their pitch and they, you know, they, they talked about all the backings and enterprise sort of level of support and stuff that they had. So, so I was, I'm just curious. I mean, like, you know, is, is this still a problem or is, does this new company have some sort of leverage where they, they come into these enterprise solutions and say, okay, listen, you know, yeah, PHP is still a, a good, good uh, solution here. Well, it's, it's moving fast. I mean, 8.0 is still getting stuff added to it, but they're, they're picking their release manager now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking of moving fun. quickly, I was asked. This wrap this up. But I got. Well, I got one more thing. Right, because uh, we haven't taken enough cheap shots at Laravel. Uh, we don't take cheap shots at Laravel. They're they they cost expensive. us a lot in, in Twitter followers <laughs> and reputation. Jesus. I was asked to update our PHP version to seven, or our, I'm sorry, our Laravel version to seven, and. From? I had from my boss. I, I was no, no from from six or five s- from six. Okay, um, not a difficult upgrade. Really simple, actually. But no. when when I pulled up the change log, I found that it was released on the third, updated again on the third, updated on the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, <laughs> the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the tenth, the twelfth, the thirteenth, the fourteenth, and then the seventeenth. And that is project, man. That is too many updates in two weeks for me to spend the time doing the upgrade yeah but i mean i mean think about how big laravel is 
It's like there's no way they're testing their their testing suite is verbose enough to be testing for all the scenarios that are out there right now. And I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure they do what they can do before a release, but once that release hits the wild, they're probably getting just inundated with, I mean, Laravel's to the point now where it's mission critical, right? This is no longer a hobbyist open source project. This is mission critical code here. And, and you do, you do a new release. I'm sure he's just getting inundated with companies. You know, wanting small fixes. Hey, you know, this is broken. Fix this, fix this, fix that. So that doesn't really surprise me. But every day, I mean, almost every day for two weeks is pretty heavy. That's, I mean. But there's, there's like three guys in the Laravel company, three or four guys, you know, three or four people officially working for Laravel. What are you expecting? what I what I would expect normally would be here is our patch cycle, which is on Fridays the patch goes out uh, and everyone can review it over the weekend, whatever. And then if there's more issues, you add it to the patch list and the next patch goes out next Friday. I mean, there was only one really critical bug here and that was on the 14th. Or no, I'm sorry, that was on the 17th. It was affixed to a, an XSS vulnerability. And I can I can understand if there's a vulnerability, push that out immediately. It gets its own release. That's important and get it done. But small behavior tweaks every single day, including adding functionality, adding features in half of these patches. It's like, slow it down. Slow it down to yeah. once a week. P- yeah, PHP does it once a month for their minor or bug. Right. And I understand Laravel moves fast, big big release and everything, but like there is not a need unless it's a security issue to push out a change every day. Put push it back mm-hmm. once a week, merge it all together and give people a preview so that they can verify the changes it works in their system. You know, don't do it every day. Okay. I I I I'm willing I'm willing to yield to you. Yeah, I I having a having a patch release cycle is is reasonable is reasonable, especially again now that you're more mission critical. You know, some of these companies and we keep we the word enterprise has been brought up a couple times already in the show. When you <laughs> when you get to when you get to enterprise level. You start dealing with uh, with release management groups, right? I mean, you can't just do deployments anymore. It's like uh, you have you have to go through change management groups. I'm sorry, not release management, change management groups. And every upgrade to a core component like Laravel would have to go through uh, a change management board. So, yeah, I think uh, I think you have a point. I think it's re- I think having having a more established release cycle. Except for, like you said, uh, uh, bugs, you know, uh, zero day exploits, sort of things. It's it's a reasonable request, I guess. I, I'm I would be curious why he doesn't do that. I I mean, I still think he I think he's winging it. I think when people come with valid criticisms and say like, "Hey, we love what you do, but this is kind of the wrong way to do it," he gets insulted and mad. Yeah, I don't think he. Well, perhaps. Okay, perhaps he is winging I mean, I don't think he's winging it. What you said there may be correct. He, he may have a little bit of an ego with it. I think that it's at a stage for him, we're talking specifically here about uh, uh, Taylor, 
that this is his life, right? Laravel is his life. It's the only thing he's focused on professionally right now, assuming. You know, you're, you're assuming. I don't know. I, I don't sit down and have dinner with the guy as much as I used to because you jerks. But, uh, <laughs> just, just me, really. He, you know, it, it's his life. So I'm sure in his mind, the sooner the better. I have a fix. Let me get it out there. I have this. Let me sure. get it out there. Sure. But it's our you know, lives so. too. That's and, the point, right? It's and like, I can't, I, I can't I, upgrade to I, 7.01 and have the next day have 720 come out. Right. No, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it would be good to sit down to him and, and see, if, sit down with him and say, hey, you know, Consider this. Consider consider patch you know, scheduled well, releases and we know we know now that you're the people person here. <laughs> no, see that's our problem. Our people person doesn't like Taylor. And that's John. <laughs> you know, he, he well, was, I like he Taylor. Was hope. <laughs> I like Taylor. Just we talked about him right under the I bus. Talk, Jesus. I talked to him at World. I like the guy. You did, you did. He is oh I That's I better than I, I did because I you. locked up and stared at him like a deer in the headlights. That was that was weird. <laughs> that was. Did I tell you about that, John? He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny to me. I'm like, what's wrong with you, Thomas? Thomas just... me, meanwhile, I bump into the guy and I I talk to him. I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm the one that caused all this this issue. I'm sorry. And then <laughs> then we do a, a an interview with him, and he walked away from. It, for me, it was, it was like meeting Lex Luthor. Where you're like, of course he doesn't know who I am, but I know who he is, and I just want to leave the room. That is such a terrible way of putting it, Thomas. Come on. That it, you, it's you, probably the worst way I can put it, view, yeah. You don't view him as Lex Luthor. Come on. <laughs> you stop it. I, I told John, I don't think I shared with you, though, um, hopefully we're still doing tech. I feel like I have to keep preferencing that, that now, but uh, he's actually keynoting at tech in Nashville. Really? Yep. yep. It was a, it was a surprise to me. I, uh, I popped on the website. I'm like, why is Taylor on? T-? I, I actually thought I had, that, that's why that they released the coronavirus. They heard that. And then they were like, <laughs> okay, we got to get this out in the wild now. This is, this is why the Laravel People in the Laravel ecosystem don't like us. We're right there. Yeah, Those comments on, right they, there. <laughs> everyone knows I'm joking. Chill. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could spiral this episode once again out of control. <laughs> we need to come up with a good Lex Luthor uh, title for this uh, for this episode. Uh, who's Lex? Who's right, Lex Luthor? I, I think I need to pull the ripcord on this one before before we get out of hand any any further, and I can I don't get uh, I don't get assaulted when I go to Laracon this year. People try to throw me in a tank with a shark or something. Uh, so where were tell me who that is? Where where are we? One eighty three episode one eighty three is in the can. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at PHP Ugly or join us in our Discord channel. 
Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, good night.